Welcome to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan along with Frank Selby. And yeah, we should have some good stories today. Frank, what do you think? I think we'll have some great stories. Yeah, we're going to stop off, uh, start off with Bob Jacklin, a fly shop, and um, you probably know more about these guys because you lined them all up. Yeah, <laughs> West Yellowstone. Yeah, and then uh, Danny Cadota, and hold on, I got to sneeze. Go ahead and talk. Uh, Danny Cadota. Yeah, I've known him for a lot of years. Yeah, well, you know, I was ta- he's interesting. H uh, and M Landing is the Gosh, what can you say? It's hold on. Excuse me, we don't have a cough button that works in here. But uh, um, H&M Landing out of San Diego is the probably the premier San Diego boat fleet. And yes. if, if people across the United States, a lot of people don't understand what a San Diego fleet boat is. Do you want to explain real quick? You can do that. Oh, okay. Well, there's a certain class of boats. Uh, It's uh, open-party fishing boats. But I would consider them more like a cruise line than a fishing boat because they go on three, five, seven, ten, fifteen-day trips, and they are like a cruise ship. Uh, The uh, you know anywhere from hundred, hundred and twenty feet long. Yeah, with you know the full cabins and the, the full deal, but they um, tend to go normally south, and um, you know actually about 200 miles south of Cabo San Lucas out of San Diego. Yeah. And it's interesting. We'll talk about it. Why? Why don't they just go out of San Diego? Well, we're going to find out. But if you're looking for you know two, three hundred pound tuna, uh, that's the fleet that you go on. That's correct. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are, you know, that's a pretty serious trip. I mean, I don't know if I'd want to go for a 15-day trip, but uh, I don't know. It might be fun. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to... But might kill us, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got that right. Anyway, uh, we're going to be we're gonna come back just a second, and we're going to have Bob Jacklin um, that, uh, uh, that we just talked about, and Danny Cadota and uh, Nick Jackson. All right, we'll be right back with Fish Talk Hunt Radio. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. 
Produced by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, AFTCO makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says AFTCO, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through AFTCO. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for AFTCO at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Always buy quality, and you will not be disappointed. AO Coolers, the lightweight, soft-sided cooler, will not disappoint you. Easy to carry, less room on the deck, and more efficient. AO Coolers fit the product inside for more performance. Once you try one, you want more. You will be proud to own one. AO Coolers outperform bulky, hard shell, and lesser soft-sided coolers. For types and how to find yours, go to aocoolers.com. Available at West Marine. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we also have Frank Selby on the line with us. And uh, somebody that Frank's familiar with is Bob Jacklin. Um, Bob Jacklin Fly Shop, is that correct? Yep, in West Yellowstone, Montana. Wow, what a beautiful area. But uh, I know you've got some stories, so let me let... uh, Frank, uh, talk to you a little bit and tell us some of your you know, your stories about uh, West Yellowstone. You know, I've never been there. Uh, oh, you should. I've been I've been close, but not there. And that is that's some pretty impressive country. Yeah, Bob. Uh, when did you open your fly shop? I know we when I worked for John, you worked for Bud Lilly. And then I what, opened how? my fly shop in 1974, but I started guiding in 1969 for Bud Lilly. Yep. And I've been in business ever since and still am in business right now. In fact, I just sold a pair of uh, wading shoes just about an hour ago. So <laughs> I just finished my 48th year of guiding. I've been guiding since 1969, and I hope to make several more years. Have you got it figured out yet? No. <laughs> no, once you think you know it all, then, then you lose kind of the fun in the whole sport. Yeah. I met several people in my life that thought they knew it all or act like they knew it all and say, you, you lose something. I don't know it all. I'm always learning. That's the great thing about fly fishing and any good sport. You're always learning, trying to get better and learning and learning and learning back and forth. And the fish, the fish will tell you whether you're doing it right or not. Mm-hmm. 
So did you cut down a little on guiding? Like me, I cut down to about 50, 75 days a year, maybe 100. How uh, you still... No, I mean, cut way down. I don't do any boat guiding anymore. I strictly do teaching on the river with with special people who want to go out and learn technique, and that's what I do. But, mm-hmm. So I guide probably about two or three days a week. Yeah, what river do you uh, fish? Mainly the Madison, but we're also licensed in Yellowstone Park. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we cover everything. The Yellowstone River is starting to come back a little uh, after the devastating uh, uh, about the Mackinac trout that were pretty well eating up the cutthroats. And uh, they've been doing a great job, the Park Service and biologists, trying to get rid of some of those Mackinac trout. And now the cutthroats seem to be rebounding a little bit. So mm-hmm. that's good news. Well, from my understand, there's some pretty good-sized fish in there. Yeah, now there's big, there's big Mackinaws. They're getting rid of a lot of them, but the cutthroat now are averaging 20 to 24 inches. Wow. You, you don't catch a lot of them. You, you know, if you get one a day in the river, that's a good day. I'm always happy to get one, so you don't get a lot. But, a cha- you know, a chance to get a fish that big is really something. I, I don't know how many people I've guided, and they caught the biggest trout of their life with me. Mm-hmm. So What's the good. biggest brown you ever took? The brown? Yeah. Well, the biggest biggest brown I ever caught was uh, 10 pounds, and I got him right below Hibgen Dam on the Madison River. I always uh, thought I'd get one on the Missouri River because I guided there for about 25 years in the fall for a big brown, but I actually got it in my home water on the Madison right below Hibgen Dam. Mm-hmm. Well, tell us a little bit about your technique. Uh, are you a fly angler, or do you just use whatever works? Or to give us an idea, and do you fish from a boat or from the bank? I fish. I like to wade fish. Mm-hmm. Even when I guided a lot with the boat, I pulled the boat over and we wade fish. The same as on the Missouri River, we rig up two rods. A lot of times, I rig up a nymph rod or a wet fly streamer, and the other one dry fly. We just switch rods during the day, and when we're floating, we get to a good piece of water that looks like it's good for wet fly. We fish the wet. If fish are rising and there's a bluing olive hatch or some, we'll switch rods and grab the five weight with the dry fly. So that's how kind of that's how I do it. I read water. I do a lot more looking than casting. Mm-hmm. I study the water carefully, looking for any indication where there might be some feeding fish or something of that nature. And that's fun too. That's that's called trout hunting, mm-hmm. and that's fun. Well, the thing is that uh, Bob is that um, trout are invisible in the water because of their uh, camouflage. You can be looking right at it, and there's no way you can see it. The only way you can see it is it's, is they cast a shadow off the bottom. That's a good point, but a lot of times if they're feeding, you can see them feeding, so that's mm-hmm. good. And if you know where to look, but but you're correct, they are camouflaged pretty well, and it's tough unless the light is just right. It's tough to see them, and if they you can see them, they can see you. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's what uh, I remember good guiding, and the guide uh, made us low crawl up to the bank of the river. Exactly. I do that to someone in two or three places I fish, not many. I have the guys crawl on their hands and knees, and we cast 10 feet of line to a feeding fish. Mm-hmm. But you can't hey, walk Bob. up to the bank tree. It's all over once you do that. Hey, Bob, uh, why don't you tell them where you're located in West Yellowstone? 
Yeah, we're on Yellowstone Avenue. Uh, as you come out of the park, the main street that goes in and out of Yellowstone Park is Yellowstone Avenue, and I'm on the second block uh, there. Pat Barnes was my predecessor. He was there for many years before me, and I've been there now about 27 years in that one spot. So that's, uh, that's my location on, in West Yellowstone, Montana. I was going to try to get up this year, but I fell and cracked three ribs. Oh, man. I didn't know that. Yeah. I've still got my brace on. Oh, that's 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 painful. <laughs> yeah, well, if I laugh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bob, I was going to get up there this year, but that's what happened. I will make it next year, and we'll have to sneak out for a few hours and fish that little hole that we never talk about. Well, go ahead and uh, make sure you call me ahead of time, and I'll see if I can, you know, I will get arranged to get a morning or an afternoon or yeah. something off so we can fish. Yeah, and then the girls can go have lunch and run around town and have some fun. Yeah, don't forget to bring your woody and your surfboard. <laughs> You'll never let me live that down. <laughs> no, I was the first surfer I ever met. I was impressed. I really, and I met one, another surfer who works for me now, a retired fellow from Southern Cal. He surfed all his life. He went and did the big one in Hawaii and all that. So it was very interesting. I just, uh, I don't know anything about surfing. I just thought it was interesting. Oh, yeah. you know what? Somebody was telling me that you were a surfer, uh, Frank. No, no, I never surfed. I don't, I don't know anything. Yeah, I surfed a lot of years. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, uh, Bob, uh, you have the, a lot of stuff going on outside the park uh, and inside the park in the wintertime that they can do, too, if they come up, right? Yes, I'm not involved in it. I'm closed in the winter, but we have the best snowmobile area going in the Yellowstone Park and all kinds of hundreds of miles of trails just outside the park, all connected to West Yellowstone. And this is the one town where we allow snowmobiles on our main street. Once it snows over, there's snowmobiles on the street. They are allowed as long as you have a license. (laughs) That's great. And uh, so, what uh, what's what's happening up there right now? Is it starting to get cold? It's, yeah, it's today uh, for a high. It's a nice day, and it's thirty eight degrees. Whoa. I was hoping for a hatch yesterday, and there's not much hatching anymore except for maybe the Firehole River. But down on the Madison, I found the spot with a few big fish rising, but the wind was blowing about twenty five thirty miles an hour, and I didn't fish. But I've got you know, I've got a big fish located. All I got to do is get there at the right time and see if I can catch him. Oh, what's his name? Well, yeah, I don't have a name yet, but I'll put a name on it after I catch him. Okay. Bob, do you remember when we were young, the the old-timer that said he was going to pass away on the river, the old guy, and he came in with two clients? and passed away. I was trying to think of his name, and I can't think of his name. I can't think of it either, but I do remember the story. Yeah. Yeah. I talked to him the day before. Wow. Hey, guys, uh, we're just about out of time, so if uh, uh, we're going to have to wrap it up. Okay. But uh, let's get some information, uh, if we can. Uh, Bob, if anybody's got the inclination to come and visit you, how do they get in touch with you? It's just uh, we're online, Bob Jacqueline, which uh, email address is bjacqueline at jacklins with an S, fl- flyshop.com. J-A-K-L-I-N. 
so. J-A-T-K-L-I-N. Oh, it's T-K. Okay. All right. J-A-T-K-L-I-N. Fly shop in uh, uh, Yellowstone. I'd love to come and visit you. Thank you. Really appreciate it, Bob. And uh, hang in there, Frank. We're going to be right back with some more interesting people. The best wind shooting is in Nayarit, Mexico. It's absolutely incredible and is only $2,650 U.S. per person. Includes four nights lodging, three days hunting, all meals, non-alcoholic beverages, transportation, bird boys, cleaning and packing of all birds. You'll even be provided, free of charge, a quality shotgun over and under or automatic, either a Beretta or Browning. Three cases of shotgun shells. Even the tips are included. Bird season starts soon, so book your adventure today. Contact support at thegrizgear.com. That's support at thegrizgear.com. Or call 434-953-8598. That's 434-953-8598. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. Let me tell you about a fantastic boutique hotel on Mag Bay called the Mangrove Inn, located on the estuary in Lopez Mateos. This unique hotel will connect you with nature. The whale watching is incredible. They have the best onshore and offshore fishing guides and even bird watching guides. And the estuary fishing. You can even kayak fish the estuaries right from the hotel. The chef will even cook your catch. Check it out at mangroveinbaja.com or call 434-953-8598 to book your adventure. That's 434-953-8598. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we also have Frank Selby, and apparently a friend of uh, Frank's is Danny Cadota, who I had not met before, but the more I hear about it, the more excited I get. And um, Frank, I don't, you know what, let's just let Danny kind of go over his his his, his, career. Uh, his his career because um it's very very interesting and we'll just kind of buzz through that real quick and then we'll get into some more fun stuff 
Danny, All right. Danny, it's up yeah, to you. Yeah, how are you? Well, I, I, I got started, basically, that when I got out of college, I looked out and I looked out the ocean. I said, well, what am I going to do? And I said, the only thing I could do every day of my life and enjoy it is fish. And I went to tell my dad that uh, I was going to go work as a deckhand on a boat after four years at UC San Diego. And uh, he <laughs> fell off the chair laughing, you know. But, you know, um, it's come around full circle. I mean, you know, I started out on a boat that's about 80 feet from where I'm sitting right now at Krusty Krab on the Mustang. Later bought it, and we bought a fleet of boats. We had the Mustang, Cherokee, Geisha, and the Fortune. And then, ironically, in 84, my dad bought into H&M Landing as a partner, you know. And H&M, as you know, has been around since 1935. It's in its 80s second year so it's pretty amazing you know pretty amazing but along the line i even we even had uh, our own radio show russ eiser and i when he developed spectra spider picked up the tab on that we did that for 22 weeks and so it's, it's long and storied i got into repping and i repped a lot of big companies um g loomis uh program across i'm just I can't, I can't even think of them right now able reels frank knows a bunch of them that i did in both the fly industry and the all tackle side yeah and so i do you know we also got into the landing business i had ilandia in 1984 to 87 but then we ended up going back to h&m after that but you know we're very involved in the tackle side uh, but you know started out sport fishing and and in our days off we bass fished and yeah we were able to formulate uh some patterns in bass fishing utilizing our saltwater technology because uh george Neal and i i'll be done yeah yeah. Well, well, we're going to I want to talk yeah. about H&M Landing, but first of all, sure. I want to hear more oh, yeah. about your bass fishing career. Well, that, that started out basically because we just love to fish. And on our days off, off the sport boats, it's very competitive amongst all the saltwater skippers on San Diego and up in here in L.A. And we analyzed our technology and, and the, the fact that we knew that we understood that there was current on the lakes. And, and for most part, even most of the tournament fishermen, without holding any constant, without holding two anchors, you can't tell, you can't determine which way the, the, the current's going underwater. So determining current was a key thing, king factor in finding out where these big trophy paths uh, lived. And we approached it fishing with live crawdads, which put it in its natural environment. And uh, we accumulated a lot of big fish. I was fortunate enough to still, I think it's still like last record, my uh, uh, 1904. Yeah. Yeah, Frank. Didn't you get a real big bass to go to one of the big uh, companies alive to put the tank? No, Johnny Morris, Bass Pro, offered me 50000 for one day in order because we were catching some of these upper teens. But, uh, no, that was he offered it after the fact, after he looked at the 1904 that was stuffed at a Bassmaster Classic down in New Orleans. He looked at it and then made the offer to me. But, you know, after, I had the year before that, I had an 18 and three quarters. But I did yeah. I did win the first big bass uh, world championship uh, that Bass Magazine had. And uh, that was with a, but that was with a fifteen twelve, yeah. Yeah, I vaguely remember that, you know. <laughs> but your best, you were the best, the very best rep yeah, really that lucky, I have ever but... met. <laughs> well, thank you, Frank. I, I I loved coming down to see you and Bev. I mean, it was a it was a pleasure. I enjoyed, and I loved the fishing industry. You know, and it's changed. It's changed, but my heart's still there. It always, yeah. always has, always will be. Well, before we get into H and M, I also understand you're a bit of a restaurateur. Well, we were here when I got out of the sales rep, and I was doing some consulting 
in the tackle industry. And when it kind of tanked in 2007, uh, a friend of mine asked me to come down uh, to San Pedro Fish. And I worked, you know, managed one of the, uh, the crab tank and lobster. A couple of years later, he said, listen, you're fired, uh, but I want you to go run Krusty Crab, which is a couple doors down. And ironically, it's about 80 feet where I started the Mustang, you know, in, in, in 1975, end of 1975, beginning 1976. Mm-hmm. So it's come full circle, literally, you know. Well, let's get into a little bit into San Diego class fishing, because um, people in Southern California know and understand, but people across the country, they most of them don't know that much about it. And it's a completely unique, and it only takes place in one place in the world, and that's the fleet out of San Diego. And yeah. why, why is that? Well, you know, it's a world-class fishery, and you've got to remember that in Southern California— our clientele, our fishermen are more technically astute. You know, you come from an area where people come out of aerospace, they come out of uh, Hollywood, they come out of, you know, the dot-coms. But our fishermen are very astute. And so we had to step up our game, too. And in doing so, we, we had to stay up on our tackle. In fact, uh, we we're very fortunate. My, my code boat, George Mio, he had the new hustler, too. He was the first guy to put on a color scanning sonar, and then I was the second one to put it on. And it was funny because, you know, it was a very competitive competitive You say side side scanning sonar? Yeah, complete side scanning. It scanned program completely, 360 around the boat. And we brought that in 1981, I believe it Mm -hmm. was. But we went down to San Diego as a – they called us the Northern Fleet. And – and it was very competitive with the guys down in San Diego. But, you know, we had a little secret weapon kind of sonar, and a lot of people didn't recognize how deadly that was until after the first year or two. Well, you know, well, you know what's, what's interesting? You know, the, the fleet out of San Diego, these boats are – there's nothing else like them anywhere in the world as far as, a, you know, an open-party fishing boat. Uh, but the Royal Polaris is, what is it, like 120 feet, something like that? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, 113, I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, you got the independents and all of these. I mean, mm-hmm. These these are not just fishing boats. They're, <laughs> they're cruise Luxury. ships. They're oh, cruise yeah. ships. No. They've got all the amenities of being at home. I mean, Wi-Fi, the whole deal now. Surround sound, you know, big screen TV in the galley and first-class dining, five-star dining, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's it's unbelievable, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They, dry, they set the bar. They yeah. set the bar. And it, it always has Well, been you know what I couldn't understand? I couldn't understand until somebody explained it to me. Is that, uh, you know, I've got a condo in Cabo San Lucas, and it just so happens Frank and I are going to be down there this weekend. But, oh, that's uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, but uh, um, you guys will go down and fish 200 miles south of uh, Cabo San Lucas. So you travel over 1,000 miles just to get to the fishing ground out of San Diego. And I go, well, well, that's stupid. Why don't you just leave out of, of Cabo San Lucas? Well, the thing is, the biggest thing is the bait. You would never be able to get the bait capacity. You know the seven hundred scoops or so that it takes uh, to stay yeah, out. They don't have. They don't. Yeah, they, 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 they don't have anchovies down there. Yeah, and plus, and plus, not only that. Well, you used to have to make your own bait and the snag your own bait back in the old days. Old days too, when you didn't have the capacity. But the, the other thing is now they have refrigeration, RSW, so, mm-hmm. you know, refrigerated solid systems that keep fish in, in pristine order. You know, and and every facet of the business has been stepped up to the, the absolute. Mm-hmm. Ultimate, you know, to the very max that it can be, and including, you know, customer service. 
all through with crew members that really know their stuff. And so it was great because I, I love the competitiveness. I love the competitiveness and everything, you know, whether it was bass fishing, trout fishing, anything I did. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I was doing I all can admit to that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess uh, to, to kind of summarize, the main reason that you leave out of San Diego is because you can take these, you know, hundreds of scoops of anchovies and they, anchovies don't exist down there. But the fish love them. So you have to take the bait with you, and you can't go out of uh, Cabo, but you can get some sardinas, but that doesn't work like the anchovies. No, and, and they, don't live, they don't live the same. You mm-hmm. know, and the, the, the bait systems that they have with the circulation are very sophisticated. You know, they're, they're much bigger. We actually usually take down cured sardines out of San Diego. You know, they last really well. Yeah. They adapt to the temperature changes, which is an important thing, you know. Well, the other and, thing is if you take a boatload of people and you go down there and people are catching two, 300-pound tuna um, and they have to get them back to the United States, uh, it's not easy to do. But, you know, on the boat, they're kept in refrigerated seawater. They get back and they're completely fresh. Well, now they've got it to where you can, from about 10 days, and I know they've stepped it up, when they can, they'll take the gills out, they'll spike it, they'll bleed it. I've got fish coming off the American Angler that, uh, you know, eight days, and it looks like it was just caught, mm-hmm. you know. And that's uh, my trip that I sponsor is an eight-day trip. But, yeah. I mean, it's it, it, it depends on the crew, you know, their... They're, um, Enthusiasm and it's it's a lot of work to babysit these fish. Yeah, but you know, I've, 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 I've never in the morning. never done one of those long range ones, and I no. I always thought, well, do I really want to get on a boat for eight to ten to fifteen days? I don't think so. But you know, the more I learn about it, you know, the more tempted I am. Yeah, and there's there's more, you know, there's so much more diversity at certain levels. When you get down on your long range trips, that uh, six. Uh, 15s to 20s or 14s, uh, 18-day trips. It's mainly you're chasing the big tuna, yeah. some wahoo. You know, so your tackle you have very, very heavy gear for the most part. You know, when you're fishing the trips in between the five to 10 days, you have to have a, a much greater diversity of tackle because you're fishing everything from grouper to wahoo to yellowtail to offshore tuna, local tuna. You know, so mm-hmm. you have to have even a, a bigger quiver of yeah. tackle. Right. Know? But if you want to go after the big ones, and just between you and me, uh, if uh, when we go down to Cabo, if I hook up a 200-pound tuna, I'm going to hand the rod to uh, uh, to Frank. Then I'm going to hand it to the deck captain. I got one quick question. <laughs> we, okay, you go. we, we got 10 seconds, guys. Okay, where are you going for your prehistoric fish? My Arapaima, I'm taking off in two weeks. I'll yeah. be down well, to Diana. Frank, we're no. going to have to bring it back next week and yeah. we'll cover that because we got to go. But I, okay. I'm anxious to know right. about that. So make sure that you're uh, available uh, next week, Danny, because we want to come okay. more into it. You're going to have and, to call okay. me and remind me. <laughs> there you okay. go. Okay. okay. Uh, we appreciate that. And, uh, uh, Danny, thanks for coming on. A bad day of fishing is better than a good day. Did you know there's a lake in Northern California that's called the Monster Lake? It's home to some monster-sized largemouth bass and trout because they grow in this giant 10-mile lake. It'll take you 30 minutes to go from one side of the lake to the other. And it has camping, cottages, RV sites, hiking, boating, kayaking, and even horse camping. Tell them John Hennigan sent you, and they'll even give you a special gift on California parks. LakeComancheResort.com. That's LakeComancheResort.com. 
If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio and enjoy the great outdoors. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan. We also have Frank Selby, our co-host, and we have a special guest, Nick Jackson. Uh, and instead of me trying to explain about Nick Jackson, um, and you know maybe Frank can help out, but Nick, why don't we let you introduce yourself? Uh, tell us where you're located and what you do. All right. Um so I'm I'm the owner of Pyramid Lake Guides, uh, north of Reno, Nevada. Um, we got the world's largest strain of cutthroat trout, and uh, it's a wintertime fishery. So I spend my winters um, on Pyramid Lake in Nevada, and then uh, in the summertime I guide on the Green River in Utah. And um, pretty much all I do is is fish and guide and fish more. <laughs> so you do it for two reasons. First of all, you make a living, and uh, mainly it's your passion. Yes, yeah, it's been my passion since I was very, very little. Well, I understand you got some pretty big trout up there. Yeah, so um, that's what Pyramid is known for. Uh, it's it's got the world's largest strain of Lahontan cutthroat. Um, when you get a big one here. You know, it's, it's going to be over 10 pounds, and if you get a really, really big one, it's going to be over 20 pounds. Holy smokes, that's a king salmon. 
Yeah, yeah, they're, they're they get to those proportions. The the world records forty one pounds. What? And uh, yeah, and then uh, the the fish went extinct back in the around the gold rush, so the forties and fifties. Yeah, they netted they netted the lake, but back then. They're, you know, the 20s was the heyday, and they, they got, you know, you'd go out and you'd catch 30 fish, and the smallest one would be 10 pounds. Wow. And so um, when they netted it, they, they killed off the fishery, and they thought that strain of cutthroat was, was lost, that it was gone, it was extinct. And um, in the early 2000s, the biologists found it on Pilot Peak Pass, the pure strain, and they started restocking the fish in 2006. Mm-hmm. So now this fish is growing to... You know, it's only been 10 years, and we're getting them up to 25 pounds. Right now, Whoa. we're wait, everybody's waiting for a 30-pounder to get caught. Well, just out of curiosity, how long does it take? Uh, well, of course, it depends on the food, but how long does it take for a trout to get that big? They're saying in the first year, they reach 5 pounds. So that's around 24, 25 inches. Mm-hmm. And um, they, it's a, the lake's 30 miles long, 8 miles wide. Um, it's pretty. It's pretty wide open, so yeah. the, it, it's dangerous from a boat. You got to go out on nice weather days. Um, but the, it's loaded with tui chubs. There's actually more chubs than there are cutthroats, so they have plenty of food, and they're growing extremely fast. Mm-hmm. It's becoming pretty popular. Explain a little how you fish with the ladders on pyramid. So, So, um, like I was saying, with the boats being dangerous, a lot of us, especially the fly fishermen, um, we we use ladders. And the best fishing on the lake is when the weather is really windy and crappy out. And so when when you go out, um, we use ladders. It gets you up out of the cold water because it's a wintertime fishery. They close it in the summer. And um, it also uh, gets you out of the waves. Um, usually you're wading out to about your waist and there's a, it's all a sand bottom and you're, you're casting out and you're fishing these, these sandy drop-offs and that's, you know, um, the ladder, this is, it's a, it's another tool that, that, that helps you out when, when the conditions get tough. Now, I'm curious why you don't fish it in the summer. Um, they close it. It's so it's on, it's on tribe, it's on, um, the, a tribal land, it's on a reservation, um, the Pyramid Lake Paiute Tribe, and uh, they close it in the summertime because the water temp gets so warm, all the fish go real deep, and if you were to catch them in the deep water and bring them up, a lot of them would die. Oh. And so they close it off, so half the year they don't even get fish. So uh, that's probably one reason why they get so big, too, is mm-hmm. they only have pressure for yeah. six months of the year. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And what method do you use to catch those? Um, you know, so there's two ways that we approach the lake with fly rods. Um, we use a 30-foot sink tip. We use eight-weight rods. Whoa, and, I, guess uh, you'd, I guess you'd have to if it's that big, wouldn't you? Yeah, that is not just because they're big. And um, during the windy days, trying to cast a six-weight in the 30, 40-mile-an-hour winds, it's a little tougher, so a heavier rod, just, you're able to punch the cast out easier. What do you, make, you fish dry flies, or do you drop them down? Um, we use, we use uh, streamers, so it, they're, they're cutthroats, so they're, I wouldn't say you need these super extravagant flies. They actually like, you know, wooly worms and wooly buggers, pretty easy, simple yeah. pattern. Or just a piece um, of yarn. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the big flies that is really popular that I probably catch two thirds of my fish on, I have a hard time ever taking it off, is the popcorn beetle. The popcorn, <laughs> okay. The popcorn beetle is a is a foam beetle with a big lip on the front. We like white and chartreuse, and it just it it waggles, it spins, it floats up, it goes down. Um, it's it's kind of all over the place, and it, it drives the fish nuts. Mm-hmm. They, they really they really like that fly. Well, if someone wants to fish Lake Pyramid, and uh, you know they're from Southern California or they're from uh, Nebraska, uh, how do they get there? Um, so you know you'd either fly into Reno, or uh, the best way is to get to get to Reno, and then there's there's a, a street called Pyramid Way, and you follow Pyramid Way north, and it ends at the lake. So you just so fly to Reno, rent a car. Yeah, rent a car. Yep. And uh, we actually we offer, you know, if if you don't want to rent a car, and you, we'll we'll come and pick you up from the airport. You can stay with us. Hmm. Oh, yeah, so you have a lodge. What is the name of the lodge? Um, we got we got like a bed and breakfast that we let people stay at. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. Uh, you just go to pyramidlakeguides.com and mm-hmm. you can read all about it and see all the info on it and call mm-hmm. us. And that's we got all the information on Pyramid Lake Guides. Well, I can certainly see why you like Pyramid Lake. Yeah, yeah, it's, you, a, it's a fun lake. Yeah, in the um, evening you can just walk out the door and go down to the water and fish, right? Yep. Yeah, we're we're stone throw from the water, so yeah, you're if you. We can come back and eat lunch in the house and, you know, warm up and go right back out. It's not a far drive or even a walk. So. Well, a, a question for you. Normally, um, you know, all, most all, especially fly anglers, very seldom will they kill a fish unless they want to take one home for dinner. But if they are hatchery fish, you know, you don't really have to feel guilty about it. So uh, give us an idea, uh, you know, about how many, you know, do you, know, do you, do you release all the fish or do you take, just take them home for dinner or do you fill up the freezer? Or, of course, you can get them every day, so you don't have to put them in the freezer. Um, you know, they're, to tell you the truth, they're not that great at eating. Um, they're, they're really good smoked. Mm-hmm. So um, I do keep a few trout a year and smoke them up. Mm-hmm. Um, you're allowed to keep two a day. Um, there's a slot limit of two fish in, um, between 17 and 20, or you can keep one fish over 24. So if you caught a really big fish, the regulations do let you keep one of those big, big fish. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it is kind of frowned upon because everybody's trying to catch the big ones, and so if we put yeah. them back, there's yeah, more if you take, there. Yeah, if you take them out, then they're not there. Yeah, but um, yes, yeah, so you you are allowed to keep a bigger fish if you want. But are these? You know, you you said that they were almost extinct, and the hatcheries brought them back. So are they are they still stocking hatchery fish? Yes. Yep. They're so the last two years they just started planting eggs in the Truckee River. To start oh, so instead of planting instead of planting the fish, they plant the eggs. So that you know, makes it almost natural fish. Yeah, and they're they're actually doing both. So they're planting fish and they're planting eggs. Mm-hmm. So they're doing a little bit of both. And it wasn't until like two or three years ago, it was 73 years, um, until they actually they found them spawning in the Truckee River. So mm-hmm. it's been a really long time, and they just started naturally doing it, and they're even putting the eggs in. So, yeah. you know, another five to ten years will be a full-on, you know, yeah. natural reproduction going. Yeah. No, I've never heard of planting eggs uh, uh, as opposed to uh, planting, uh, uh, you know, hatchery fish. 
Yeah, they yeah, you, don't they use it? Just, boxes it makes them the want to go back to the river if they mm-hmm. do hatch and come mm-hmm. back out, come out of the river into the lake. Well, do any of those fish actually try and find their way to the ocean? They're, they're not connected, so that's one thing, too. So it comes out of um, the, the Truckee River flows into Pyramid Lake, mm-hmm. comes out of Lake Tahoe, and then Pyramid Lake has no outlet at all. So oh. the, when the water drops, it's actually just evaporating. Oh. And it's actually it's a high alkaline lake. It's um, left over from the Lahontan Sea. Hmm. So it, like with all your fishing gear, you want to wash it with fresh water because it, the, the salt water corrodes everything. Hmm. And... Um, yeah, if it gets on your glasses, it dries and makes, you know, like salty water spots. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's a, definitely a different, whole different experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, let's see, we've covered trout and bass. What else? <laughs> um, you know, uh, one other way of fishing for pyramid is uh, we use a floating line and we, we use an indicator mm-hmm. and you can use you can use really big midges like mm-hmm. size 12 to size 8 midges Corona mids and how and far how, how far do you, do you this, this is from the bank or do you just let them can you how, how deep you put those uh, midges down it's usually from the bank and you're walking out and you're casting and you're you're usually it's windy and you're letting your indicator drift in the wind, and the waves are giving your mm-hmm. flies all the action. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be very effective because if you're casting and stripping, your flies come through the zone faster. And with an indicator, you can have your flies in the zone longer. Yeah. And and sometimes it produces. Well, more yeah, space. we're gonna we're gonna break this up, but we're gonna bring you back. Um, but you know, for me, the problem is, you know, you just sit there staring at that indicator until you get mesmerized. <laughs> but if it's in the wind and you've got action going on uh, in the indicator, it's hard to tell if you got a strike or if there's just something going well, on. It's almost like a river because it's drifting across. We get big currents in the lake, and you cast out, and it's just like in a river. It drifts across you, you cast back out. Okay. Well, we're going to have to wrap it up. One more time before we let you go is uh, the name of your operation is? PyramidLakeGuides.com. Plural, PyramidLakeGuides.com. And you can even put them up and feed them breakfast. Yep. We can take care of you all all the way from the airport. When you go back to the airport. There you go. Okay, well, we're going to have to take a quick break, and uh, if you don't mind hanging around, Jack we'll, or Nick, we'll bring you back for a couple of minutes. You're listening to Cork and Fish Talk Radio. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. 
Vagabundos Domoir Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Domoir also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAHA. Great news. You can now watch Grizz's shows wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. Enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. Or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Just go to your phone, tablet, or even Kindle app store or iTunes and download it today. And when you get home, you can watch The Grizz on your big screen on Roku. Catch The Grizz next adventure today. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan and also Frank Selby. And we still have on the line with us, thank you very much, Nick Jackson uh, from, gosh, Pyramid. Pyramid. I know it's Pyramid. Is it Pyramid Lake? Yeah, Pyramid Lake. Yeah, okay. In Reno. Well, I know that, but the, your company, <laughs> the name of your company. Oh. Pyramid Lake Guides. Pyramid Lake Guides, yeah, that's right. Okay. But, no, we've had a great time talking about your, um, you know, part of your career in bass fishing and fishing Pyramid Lake, which apparently you do a lot. And then uh, you also do some, or has done some stuff on, the, was it the Green River in uh, uh, eastern Utah? Yep, the Green River below Flaming Gorge Dam. You know, I don't, I, I don't know anything about the Green River. Um, so what the green down. is known for is uh, it's got the largest fish count than any river in the country. Whoa. There's up to, yeah, there's something like between 15 and 18,000 fish for the first mile below the dam. Wow. Yeah. Now, are, are these, are these uh, native, natural hatchery, or um, why is there the so brown, many? All the browns are native. The the rainbows are get they get stocked. There is some natural reproduction that is done in the river, but the rainbows, the browns are kind of taking over the river. So the rainbows they keep putting mm. in to to see if they'll take hold. Yeah, well, of course everybody wants the browns because those are those are, <laughs> those are the big fat ones. Yep. And uh, one thing that the Green River is known for is it's really good dry fly fishing. Hmm. And the hatch that it's known for is the cicada hatch, and that's yeah. usually through the month of June. Mm-hmm. If it comes off, there's no other place you want to be because it's pretty amazing. They're jumping out, jumping out of the water. 
You're catching fish on your back cast. <laughs> <laughs> so. yeah. but, uh, and how how big is that river? I mean, can you th- can you throw a line across it? No, it's it's a it's a drift fishing river. You can um, you can fish it from shore, but it's anywhere from fifteen hundred cfs to twenty five hundred cfs. Yeah, that's that's a fair amount of water. Yeah. So it's it's a great it's a great river to bring your drift boat or your pontoon boat and float down it and throw drives. Mm-hmm. Um, the river it's crystal clear. It's, I kind of call it a giant spring creek because mm-hmm. the water's so clear. You can look down, you see all the fish, mm-hmm. and that's what makes the dry fly fishing so special. Is because you, you cast out a dry and. You can see that fish rise up six feet off really? the bottom to come a year dry. Well, you know, yeah. we mentioned that is that you know when a, a, a trout, you know, because of their camouflage coloring, their, you know, that would have to be pretty clear water to see it. And of course, it depends on the on the bottom too. If you've got sand or if you've got rocks, they just kind of disappear. Yeah, in, you the, know, in the rocks. Um, mm-hmm. We got a fair amount of sand and a fair amount of just uh, moss. I mean, if they call it the Green River because there is so much, the bottom oh. is mainly green. Mm-hmm. So, so it's, it's got, got a, a be- beautiful color, and it's in a it's in a eight hundred foot Red Rock Canyon. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah. so it's got a lot of nutrients in it. Yeah, I explain yeah. about the three different. Uh, sections. I always call it A, oh. B, and C. Okay, well, let's make yep. it. We've got 30 seconds, Frank. Go ahead. Okay. Um, there's the A section. That's the most popular. B and then C goes all the way to the Colorado border. He's got some big fish, but not very many. We've mainly fish A and B, though. Mm-hmm. I've drifted um, that once or twice with you. Yeah. Yep. And that sounds like a, not an easy place to get to. How do you get there? Um, so you'd fly into Salt Lake, or you can fly into Rock Springs. If you got a private plane, you can actually fly right into Dutch John. Mm-hmm. Um, but most people fly into Salt Lake, rent a car, three and a half hours. You're at you're at yeah. you're in Dutch John. Okay. All righty. Well, uh, again, one more time. Is it uh, um, Pyramid Lake Guide Guides? Com. Pyramid Lake Guides. I don't know why I'm missing that. Pyramid Lake <laughs> Guides. Uh, give Nick a call. He's got some great stuff up there for you, and he'll take good care of you. All you gotta do is get yourself to Reno, and he'll take care of the rest. Yep. So, uh, you have a good hunting then, too. <laughs> yes, okay. so thank you. Yeah, All right. If you call my website, you'll be talking to my newlywed wife. Oh, yeah, congratulations. And <laughs> thank uh, you, you said We're going to get you down to Cabo for your honeymoon. Anyway, you are listening to Fish Talk Hunt Radio, and we'll, we'll be back. Go to the website. 